an all-new episode of Layman's Terms, brought to you by myself, the host, Layman Carter. Get ready for an all-new episode that starts right now. All right, welcome to a brand new episode of Layman's Terms. Uh, I'm your host, Layman Carter. I'm back again for the second week in a row. Um, also, not by myself. Once again, I'm have my co-host, uh, the very lovely, lovely Laniche. Hello, loves. Uh, I never gets old. Um, today. Uh, my brand new episode is going to be about who gets the plate first. Um, that's what it's called. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things um, regarding, you know, boundaries in marriage all the way down to, you know, um, if it's okay for your spouse or your significant other um, to have friends of the opposite sex. So um, we'll jump right into this thing. Well, actually, before we do, um, how you feeling today? Freezing. Today, not right now. I just told you. So you were freezing all day? Yes. Well, it's like four degrees outside. You know, it's all good, though. I actually like the cold, you know. We know. I like being cold. We know. I'm the type that I still sleep, sleep with, with the fan, fan on. I you sleep with the cut the cord. I sleep with the fan on in any type of degrees. Summer, fall, winter, spring, it don't matter. The fan is on three. The highest setting possible. It's going to be on the night, too. I bet you it does. I bet it do. I bet you it Yeah, does. okay, we'll see. Okay. Anywho, so that's a perfect way to segue into our first topic. <laughs> Go ahead and talk about these boundaries in marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the biggest thing... Um, that uh, for new people getting into marriages, um, a lot of people feel like, you know, relationships or engagements are equivalent to marriage, and that's not the case at all. At if, all. You know, so I feel like, you know, in, when you're in a relationship, you may have your own set of boundaries, um, but when it comes to being in a marriage, um, there's a completely different level um, of a set of boundaries mm-hmm. that you have to obtain uh you want to kind of go into some of your boundaries or i think maybe you could speak more to my boundaries than what i can no i'm not asking what are my boundaries i'm asking you i don't know how are you going to expect me to know and you don't know because these are standards that you are you are held to but you don't even know the standards so how am i supposed to know because this is what you should abide by right so what am i supposed to abide by then cisha you don't know what rules now? when you go to school there are a set of rules that are given to you there's a syllabus that's given to you right you don't know that syllabus you don't know it obviously that's all right we're going down to the courthouse right i'm done okay <laughs> so anywho anyway back to the matter at hand mm-hmm. what are some boundaries well let me put it let me rephrase what are some standard boundaries that should be across the board in marriage Love, respect, communication, and trust. So, love is considered a boundary? It is. Ow. They all four go hand in hand. Love, respect, communication, and trust. They are the four pillars of marriage. 
uh, one cannot stand without the other three um, because it's not just love mm-hmm. you can't just have love of course love is extraordinarily important uh, love is patient love is kind you know all okay of, all of that I heard that in the movie once all of that it's what not movie from was a that movie. that's from the Bible you need Jesus <laughs> <laughs> love is patient. Love is kind. I heard that from a movie. What one. movie is that Be from? Quiet. That is that's in a movie. Okay. It's in a Sanaa Lathan movie. Okay. All right. Anyway. Sanaa Lathan. Anyway. Okay. Um. You can't. Sad. <laughs> Jesus. Embarrassing. But you can't have one without the others. Um. Mm-hmm. In love, in a relationship, any kind of relationship, you have to be able to communicate. You have to have trust. Uh, you have to respect one another. In communication, there has to be respect. You know, mm-hmm. you know, not only to listen with your eyes, but to listen with your ears as well, and to be able to communicate. You know, respectfully. Not raise your voice. Not cuss somebody out. Not embarrass somebody. You know, I, I cuss you out in a heartbeat. Right. I'll smack your lips off. I'll smack yours off, but I'll be smacking all night. Mm-hmm. You get it. <laughs> Sure do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh. filthy. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't take it there. Okay. I thought you did. So you said four pillars: mm-hmm. love, honesty, respect, and I did. I I did not even listen, <laughs> and I've been saying this since our our whole marriage. Look. Don't know the syllabus. Jesus. Love, respect, communication, trust. Love and, I mean, not love. You're right. Look, I know. You're right. I know. Mm-hmm. Dang. You caught me. Mm-hmm. I just added a fifth one in there. Four. <laughs> I was getting through the rest of them, but you cut me off because I added a fifth one in there. So, going into our next uh, topic here, um, we set the, you know, the boundaries. What are some non-negotiables? Mm. non-negotiables so are we talking like relationships period specific to myself give me the details um so both so uh i feel like non-negotiables in a relationship can sometimes translate um to marriage because um sometimes those non-negotiables are set in stone from the jump and it doesn't change when you get married. Those non-negotiables stay the same. Mm-hmm. Um, compared, so... Well, com- I mean, like, do you mean, like, specific to me? Because I feel like it would be different for me. Not everybody... When we first got married, I had kids. Or when we first got together, I had kids. You know, not everybody's mm-hmm. going to have kids when they enter into a relationship or a marriage. That's true. So, I mean, it, everybody's non-negotiables, of course, are going to be specific to them. Okay. Um, but... Like, for instance, if you don't have kids, a non-negotiable for, could be. I don't want to date anybody with kids. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be a non-negotiable. And that is a very valid one. Do not feel bad if that is your non-negotiable. And I can agree to disagree on that no, one. No, 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 no. Because you might be missing out on a person in your dreams just because they no, have a kid. But listen, it's not just because they have a kid for the simple fact that it's not just a kid. It is you entering into that child's life. And it's like mm-hmm. whether it's a relationship that leads into a marriage or not, you still are going to have an impact on that child's life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a possibility that even if it does lead to marriage, you are becoming a parent to that child. All right. You have to deal What's with What's wrong with that? 
you have to deal with lack of babysitters. Lack, you know, oh, I can't spend time with you because I got to take care of my kid. Oh, I, I have to go to parent-teacher conferences. I have to deal with daycare. I have to pay for this. I have to pay for that. They're, you know, the other biological parent. You got to deal with that other biological parent. Mm-hmm. Not everybody wants to deal with that. If you are smart enough, and yes, I am saying smart enough because we sh- we sh- I'm not going to speak for everybody. For me, I should have waited. I didn't wait, okay? So premarital sex or what is it? Premarital sex, um, ch- kids out of wedlock, or even kids out of, a, a divorce, a failed marriage, you know, mm. something didn't go right. Something happened where it didn't go the way we thought it was going to go, the way we wanted it to go, or the way it was planned. Because if it would have went the way you planned it, you would have still been with that person that, or you either would have still been with that person or you wouldn't have got pregnant. I, yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know anybody who planned on getting pregnant at 16. I don't know anybody. That's true. So, you know, that you have that situation that happens and, and some people were like, I'm going to wait or I'm going to protect myself or I'm going to this or I'm going to that. And so they, they took necessary measures in order for them to not have children out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean that they have to now take on the responsibility of raising children themselves, okay. when, especially a child that's not theirs. Mm-hmm. So so you don't feel at all that it is like it's it's kind of shallow for a person to say. Not at all. Not okay. at all. Not at all. Not at all. I will. Now, in a in a previous relationship, the guy had said, "I wasn't sure if I was ready mm-hmm. to raise two kids that wasn't mine." Right. And at first, I was kind of offended. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I respect that. See me like I. I agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason why I say that is because. Um. I feel like it's it's shallow to to exclude someone from or not even exclude but say you're not going to date that person because they have kids um just because you're dating that person does not automatically mean you have to take on those responsibilities at first that does not mean you have to take on those responsibilities at first you dating that person that person isn't asking you that person may not even want you to be around their kids like or kid or whatever the case may be they may just want to date, have fun, get to know you first before they introduce you to your kids. And I feel like that's where uh, a lot of people make that mistake. Um, they introduce their kids, not necessarily too soon, but they get attached too soon to that person. And they feel like that person is good for their kids. And that person ends up not being good for their kids. And then it, it creates that, oh, this is why I don't date people with kids or this is why I don't date people um, without kids or, or whatever the case may be. But I just feel like it's shallow to say, I'm not going to date you because you already have a kid. I just feel like that's shallow. I have family who, females, mm-hmm. who don't have kids. Mm-hmm. And my first word of advice to them is do not date anyone with children. Do not feel obligated to date anyone with children. You have a choice. Mm-hmm. You have a choice. And oh yeah, absolutely. You definitely got a choice. Your first choice shouldn't be, in my opinion, someone with kids. Well, and no. That's coming from me, who I was a single mom. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, don't. That's a whole responsibility. Correct. And yeah, you may not have to take it on at the beginning, but it's like eventually any, you will. Some exactly. Even in, eventually you may. You know, there's always that mm-hmm. po- that big possibility. And if you decided to 
you know, refrain from having children, mm-hmm. remain a virgin, remain celibate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have a choice. You do have a choice, but what I'm saying, the reason why I agree to disagree is because you do have a choice. I'm saying I feel like it's shallow if you completely eliminate that. Yeah, I disagree. That's why I said agree to disagree. Um, what y'all think? I'm saying YouTube, babe. I know it's not YouTube, <laughs> but I would still like to know what yeah, the of listeners course. think. Absolutely. I would love to know what they think. I'm about to slap your lips off again. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that again. Again, I do not promote domestic violence at all. He's no, that's not funny. Okay. It's not funny at all. Okay. <laughs> I sympathize for those that are victims of domestic violence. Yeah. Um, what's another know. non-negotiable? Mm. You know what? No, my one of my non-negotiables. You was talking to me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, baby. One of my non-negotiables. Is uh, now this might seem this probably is shallow. This is very shallow. Put now it out think there, about it. my boy. But jacked up teeth, I hate okay. it. My That's, teeth is messed up now. No, it's not. When I <laughs> when I say jacked up teeth, I mean like they they look they up there cripping like Snoop, rest in peace, like Nip, like Nipsey Hussle. You know. Don't say that. They cripping. Don't say that. I, I, I can't. Now that's very shallow, but it's not shallow. That's one of my non-negotiables. I don't the whole teeth. Yeah. The whole breath thing. I can't. So when I was can't do it. Initially dating, a few things that I looked at was lips, teeth, and shoes. It's funny because I won best smile in my senior superlative. Are you I, being for real? I'm dead serious. Because you play. It's funny because like shut Archie up. Bishop Hoven, two thousand nine, baby. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Best smile. I'm in a yearbook like. <laughs> With the Eddie Murphy smile. The Eddie Murphy smile. <laughs> Y'all know what it is. No, you do have a really nice smile. And so um, that was one of the things that I liked about it. She lying about the shoes because I had some dusty forces on when we met. <laughs> I don't remember what shoes you had on. Now, when we first met, I wasn't looking at you. I had some jazz. You was. You was looking me no, up I and wasn't. down. Dude, stop. You stayed You've been lie. lying about this mess. For almost six years Tell now. Tell the truth and shame the devil, please. Okay. We start dating in 2014. That is, that's not, honestly, that's really not funny considering <laughs> the backstory. That's not funny. That's not funny at all. Yeah, so please that's tell not. the truth. Go ahead. She slid in my DMs in 2015. <laughs> like, seriously, tell the truth. No. That was my story, and I'm sticking to it. Exactly what I said. That's not funny. Okay. You, we get off topic. That uh, that might have to be the next one. How we met? Your story versus mine. Mine being the truth. No, it's not. Anywho, so yeah, that's one of my my non-negotiables. Another one, another one of my non-negotiables. Fat booty. What? Oh. No, another one of my (laughs) non-negotiables. Um. I'm trying to think of how to put this. Just say it. I don't know. It's, no. Come on, go ahead. Um, of course, I'm a non a non negotiable is someone that is not attempting to have their life together. It's one what? thing. Hear me out. So it's one thing to when I say not have their life together. I mean they're not ambitious. They don't have a job, a car, whatever the case may be. Oh, oh. Or not attempting. To get that, you yeah, know what I mean. If yeah. you're attempting um, to, you know, 
get your life together or you know attempting to make something of yourself Mm -hmm. that's completely different but if you have no ambition no goals if I ask you where do you see yourself in three to five years and you have to I'll get back to you on that one that's that's a non-negotiable we're talking like hypothetically though because we're married of course Mm -hmm. I'm not knock you out anyway so what's another one of your non-negotiables my non-negotiable so when we met mm-hmm. well I can't even say when we met when we got into a relationship mm-hmm. there were some people that you needed to meet and um, if you didn't have their approval you were going to be a goner luckily I'm the goat boy <laughs> uh, thought we already talked about this last episode so please be quiet I'm the goat so you my significant other having the approval of those that were very important to me of who hmm? the approval of who <laughs> so one of which being my father okay um, if you did not have the approval of my father it was going to be a done deal okay who was my deity is that the same person? Yeah, my dad. Oh, okay. My D-A-D-D-Y. Who else? That's it. So if I didn't have to approve of your dad, it was over with? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. Not wrong with that. And, but, you know, of course, there was someone else that you met that was important, very important yeah. in my life at the time. And okay. Okay. So that actually is a perfect segue mm-hmm. to go into our next topic. Let's go. Who comes first? Out of. In your life, who comes first? Jesus. Okay. Behind the Lord and Savior, who Mm. comes next? Bless his name. Hallelujah. Um, (laughs) Like in my entire life, Mm -hmm. that is hard. That is hard. Who comes first? So, of course, it would be my immediate family and my household, my husband and my kids. That's it? Yeah, you say who comes first. Oh. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I did say that. Mm -hmm. So, who comes first out of those two? It was in that order. Oh. Let me dig a little deeper. Okay, just let me. Thought that was gonna go somewhere. I thought she was gonna <laughs> lie. Um, I mean, that's the. Why in that order? That's what my mom told me. Okay, why do you still abide by that? You're a grown woman. That's what my mom told me. You know, you're a grown woman. You're a fully functioning adult. So why do you still go off of your husband coming before your children? Because that's what my mom told me. <laughs> oh, that answer not gonna change. Okay. No, that answer is not gonna change. So, I battle with that honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, who comes first, either my kids or my husband, mm-hmm. because you can fend for yourself. You are a grown man. Sometimes my children are children. They need to be taken care of. They need it. They need to be guarded, protected, and loved, and taught and nourished. Um, but I feel like with me and you being on the same page mm-hmm. supporting one and supporting one another we support our children okay 
also. So yes, that is what my mother told me. Uh, sometimes I do battle with that, but at the end of the day, when we are on the one accord, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes we gotta put the kids to the side, and I gotta tend to my man, and sometimes we gotta put the kids to the side, and you have to tend to me. Right. Um, and so when we are on one accord, when it's when it's, I don't want to say when it's working perfectly, mm-hmm. but when it's working the way it should, mm-hmm. when you and I are on one accord, right. then together our children are our number one priority. Okay. What if I'm sick? Because I can be a child when I'm sick. Um, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take care of you for sure. What if me and Marty are sick at the same time? Who are you going to tend to first? I feel like that's a um, kind of a twisted question. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's only what? one answer. Who who comes first? We we both sick. Like, huh? Me and me and Marty are sick. Like we both got the flu. All right. So let me tell you. Boom. This how it is. So we have one kitchen, right? I make mm-hmm. both plates in the kitchen, right? When I go up the stairs, I hit Marty's room first, and then I go to our room. Wrong answer. I'm just playing. That's that's kind of no. That's that's good. No, I don't think it is. Um, I, me personally, if me and Marty were sick, I would expect you to tend to Marty first. He's a kid, like you said. I'm an adult. I can. You're an adult, but you're still not feeling good, and you, my man, it's my job to take care of you. Yeah, but I mean, if our son is sick at the same time, I would expect you to. (laughs) I would expect you to take care of him first. You play entirely too much. No, I feel like that's so hard, and I feel like it it, it it depends on the situation. It's not hard. I just told you the answer. You didn't tell me the answer. I just told you, you what to do. your answer. That's mm-hmm. not my answer. Mm. Okay. So who comes first for me, you ask? Oh, I'll be happy to answer that. Um, of course, my wife, you know, comes first, then my kids. Um and the, the reason why I feel like that, um, like my dad really taught me that, you know, you always, you know, you put your spouse first, mm-hmm. um, you know, your kids. Uh, it, I think people get this misconception that if you put your spouse first, that your kids are just like out lost in the sauce. And yeah. that's not the case. Yeah. Um, it's really one and the same because... As long as you're, you and your significant other, your spouse is putting each other first, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like a 1A, 1B type thing. Yeah. Um, your kids are automatically going to be well taken care of, yeah. um, regardless of whatever the situation is. Because you both should have that mutual, hey, we're putting each other, uh, well, not even putting each other, we're half of each other, so we're putting each other first and taking care of of our number one, our most important responsibility. Two holes. Huh? Two holes. Oh, I'm sorry. Two holes. What did I say? Two halves? Yeah. Two holes were coming together as one. Together we are one, but we are two whole individuals. Right. So, <laughs> so, um, I just don't understand why people just feel, oh, yeah, I would never put another person over my kids. And it's like, it's not, I'm not even going to say it's not that deep. Um, because it can be that deep for some people, um, especially if you don't have a significant other that's stable in your life. But once you become married, um, that doesn't take away from your kid. That's not taking away food from the mouths. It's not taking 
shoes off their feet. It's not taking time away for your from your kids or anything of the sort. When it's functioning properly. When it's functioning not. properly, that is correct. When it is functioning properly, that's the way it's supposed to work. Because when we when we first got married, I can't lie. I I I've always said I've always told myself like an inner vow, like I would never put anybody over my kids. I always said that. Mm-hmm. I never put anybody over my kids. Nobody comes before my kids. And I always want them to know that. And I feel like as mothers, um, because we try to balance so much, mm-hmm. it's easy for us to feel guilt about maybe one area lacking. Right. Um, and that's one thing that we never want to do is make our kids feel unwanted, unloved, or unimportant. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Okay. So that's actually another great way to segue into my next topic. Oh, my goodness. Who gets the plate first? Big Daddy. <laughs> Big Daddy gets the plate first. You heard that. What they say in that movie? I know you heard that. I know you heard that. <laughs> what movie Who is that Who drank my apple juice? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's the barbershop. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look, you be quoting movies like me now. Ain't that something? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So who gets the plate first? You. So you definitely about. get the plate first. So why do you give me my plate first? I give you your plate first because you are the king of the castle. I give you your plate first because you are the protector, you are the provider, and you are the backbone of this family. If y'all can see me right now, I'm popping my t-shirt. Since I said that right, do I get my bag? <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding, man. Nah. I'm just kidding. I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. Wow. I'm not just saying it like that because we rehearsed it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm you caught us. I really mean that. You I caught really me. Mean that. Oh, okay. So do you feel like that takes away from the kids? Like, do you feel like you giving me my plate first makes the kids feel like some some sort of way? It needs to make the kids feel and know that they need to respect you, that you are the king of this castle, that you are, this is your house, you run it, you the boss. Okay. You you pay the bills, clothes on their back, shoes, anything. You probably bought the dog on food, so. Okay. Go ahead, pay homage. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. I feel the same way. Um, if I cook, um, I definitely give you your plate first. <laughs> um, even if I, for some reason, don't give you your plate first, I, I make yours. You make your plate first, um, and then the kids, and then I make mine last. Um, and the reason I do that, um, is to show. Um, our kids, um, you know, the respect that you deserve, um, or the respect that their parent deserves. Um, it doesn't, (laughs) and I hate this, I'm not gonna say I hate this discussion. Um, I just feel like with this, people take this so personal. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think they take it so personal is because they think of it from a boyfriend, girlfriend type of level, Mm -hmm. um, in the way that um it's set up um with our generation people come and go so much yeah to where people really are not like like you said when you were single mom nobody comes before my kids yeah. period like it ain't even no question my kids come first they come before me they come before my parents they come for anybody you know but what I'm that's saying? the difference between a single and a married mindset right right because when you're when you're single you put you for well if you're single, you put it's you're selfish in a sense. Yeah, you put um, yourself or and or your kids and your first, kids and first. you can do that and you should do and that. You should but when do you're that. married, it does not work like that. Right. 
Right. And again, that doesn't take away from the kids at all. Um, but it should, it, doing that gives kids, gives kids something to look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, I can honestly say um, when we have all six of our kids, um, it's either they're just like looking, um, you know, to see how we move off of each other mm-hmm. um, or, definitely or they're in our presence to feel some sort of love. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I can, that's, I can guarantee you that's what they feel. Yeah. Um, especially when it's like movie night. Mm-hmm. It's always, and it's, it's funny because <laughs> and when we have all six of them, Reagan is usually up under me, mm-hmm. but Brooklyn is somewhere closer to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, Paris and Penelope are somewhere by me, and um, that's not the truth. Well, why ain't it? Because Natalie be with me. Right now she do, um, <laughs> but Martez is somewhere on the floor, and then of course Mylon is under you. Mm-hmm. Um, but they 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 see that love between us, mm-hmm. um, and they can see that it's genuine. Um, so. And I know it's kind of off topic as far as for talking about who gets to play first, but I feel like it kind of stems from those sorts of acts um, mm-hmm. of you know getting to play first, yeah. me them seeing me opening your door, mm-hmm. opening their doors. Um, because it, it, when it comes to that, who gets to play first, it's really not off topic because how you treat me, it shows our girls how a man should treat them, and it shows Marty how he should treat a woman right. and how I treat you. It shows them how they should treat a man right. and it shows Marty how a female should treat him. Right. So like you said, the way we treat one another, mm-hmm. they are watching that. Right. And then the love that we give to one another and that we, the love that we give to them, they reciprocate it. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to be that powerful example in their lives. Hmm. It's a good way of looking at it. I like that. I, I like you. That. Sorry. <laughs> First of all, don't do that again. I just wanted to seize the moment. Okay. We're going to seize the moment right now. All right. So, what? Sorry. Lord. Way too much. Sorry. Um, So, um, this this is probably the only time we can get the segue. Anyway. So, um, (laughs) our next topic. um, I feel like this is a big thing um, when you go from being in a relationship to engage to being married mm-hmm. is curfew a thing should it be a curfew or should it not um when you go from being in a relationship to being married um why should it be a curfew why should it not what's something that's reasonable if you are applying a curfew um what's something that should be common sense when it comes to a curfew so, I already know your answer, but is curfew a thing? Yes. Curfew most definitely is a thing. First of all, get get the attitude all out of your voice Mm-mm. and Mm-mm. 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 the finger pointing. Mm-mm. Okay. So, why is curfew? Curfew is a thing mm-hmm. because it is respect. Even if we did not have children, I do not expect you to come into this house at 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Now... Sometimes, you know, something's going on. Let me know. Hey, babe, I'm going to be here with this person, this person. I'll be home at this time or it's over at this time. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. But 
to just be prancing in at all hours of the night? Absolutely not. I agree with that. Um, see, me, I don't, um, I don't necessarily say curfew is a thing, but I think common courtesy is. Um, and when I say that, um, I mean like as far as, you know, like you said, checking in. No, I'm not saying stay out till four o'clock in the morning or anything like that. But I don't, I don't go to clubs or nothing like that. But mm-hmm. say, for people that do go to clubs, the club lets out at two thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, you shouldn't be getting home at five o'clock. You know what I mean? Because it's like, well, what, what were you doing? Another thing is um, your business is at home. You are now married. Your business is at home. No, that's true. But you also have to take in consideration some married couples still go to bars. They still go to clubs and things like that. No, now, that's something that that's something that we don't do. Um, and if we do go to, you know, a club or something like that for a special occasion, um, you know, usually we're together. Or um, say if you're with our favorite people, you um, know, we're, you know, we know who we're with. It's not like we're just out doing something crazy. We have yeah. people that's going to hold us accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, now, even then, usually those <laughs> those people got to be home around the same time. We got to be home anyway. Yeah. Um, but um, for the people that do club and things like that, um, I feel like, you know, if the club is over at 2.30, make sure, you, make sure if you're going to stop and get something to eat, you know, or go to IHOP or whatever the case may be, Make sure you have the the decency or the common courtesy to check in. Say, hey, I'm going to IHOP with the guys. Uh, we're gonna get something to eat. You want anything? I'm gonna be home in a little bit. But don't be home. Be out. Ask me if I wanted anything. Remember Girl, that next time. Bye. You be knocked out. I want some hotcakes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But no, seriously, like that's uh, I just feel like you should have the common courtesy. I when you say curfew. Um, the typical guy is going to be like curfew. Mm-hmm. I'm a grown man. Yeah. I had a curfew since I was 17. But I feel like you should have that respect level. You should have that common courtesy um, to let your significant other know. Even you know? Man, as a grown married man, let's go ahead and throw that pride out the window. But you you can't speak for you can't you can't do that. You can't just say throw it out the window. Because like pride it, out the window. You, pride has no place in a relationship. You're right. But that's not to say that people still won't have pride. Okay. But what I'm saying is you still have to just have the common courtesy to, you know, check in to make sure that they're aware of your whereabouts, where you're going. Um, you know, ask them if they want anything. Because typically, you know, when you leave the club, you go to Taco Bell or you go to Waffle House or something like that. Do people still do that? I have no idea. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I don't think curfew is a thing. Common courtesy is. I think it's a difference. You think curfew is a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, you said it's a respect level. Um, which this is a perfect way to segue into my next topic. How you feel about that? What are your thoughts? Okay. Is it okay for your significant other or spouse to have friends of the opposite sex? Um, no. It's Wh- not okay. Why not? I don't think it's okay because 
you know, with that friend, with friendships, you know, it's a relationship. You're working, you have that love, respect, communication, and trust, and you're only building. And when you build a relationship with the opposite sex, then feelings tend to get involved, and it's way too easy to disrespect or to fall into something um, that will disrespect your significant other, your relationship, your, your intimate relationship, and your marriage. So I say no. What about if you, uh, if you were friends before the marriage? I say no. Why? Like if you were, so if you were, there was never any type of advances in any type of sexual manner or hinting at, you know, flirting or anything like that with someone that was a friend beforehand. I say no. Um, I believe that it is just, it's too risky. To me, it's too risky. It could lead to too much. Somebody's going to end up catching feelings or, you know, just something inappropriate. Because when you have a friend, there's a closeness where you can depend on them. You can call on them. You can rely on them. And when it comes to getting in a marriage, then your significant other should be that for you. So that those previous friendships with the opposite sex, they need to be, you know, kind of simmered. So you feel... How can I put this? Um, so if you had a, a male friend before, not even a male friend, but oh, I guess it would be a male friend, um, before we got married, um, and you guys were just, you know, you guys were cool. Um, you text every now and then. Um, you know, you guys didn't, like, go to lunch or anything like that. You talked on the phone every now and then. Um, but it, it wasn't anything too serious. Is that something you feel like you would need to cease or is that something like you feel like you will be able to continue to do out of respect for my significant other i would stop it okay um see me personally um i don't i don't see an issue um with uh having friends of the opposite sex now i will say um it has to be there has to be a boundary with that um now um you know, if you if you check on check on your friend every now and then, uh, phone call, uh, text message, you know, something like that. But you're not meeting up or anything like that. Um, you're not <laughs> you're not calling them on a late night or nothing like that. Um, um, but I I don't see anything wrong anything wrong with it. Like for instance, like again, like uh, if you had a, a friend from high school or something like that that you've been friends with throughout, you know, the entire time after high school. Uh, and every now and then, um, he checked in, hey, how's everything going? Um, you know, how's the kids? How's Layman doing? Um, how are you? You know, I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I, for me, I, I feel like I would be, not necessarily wrong, but I feel like um, I would be, I would be being selfish um, to you to say, hey, I don't I don't like when that person does that. It should never even get to that point for you to have to say you're uncomfortable with anything. It should be nipped in the bud ahead of time. That's what I feel like. Out of respect for your significant other, if it gets to the point where they have to voice that, you're in the wrong. 
you should have never let it get to that point. But what what point though? To the point where they they feel uncomfortable, and they have to voice, "I'm not okay with that. I don't feel comfortable with that. I feel disrespected by that." It should never get to that point, and if it does, then that's a problem. Okay. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm just you know voice voicing my opinion here. Um, uh, you know I just don't I don't know I don't see anything wrong with it. Again, you know. You you do so I don't <laughs> I don't have any friends of the opposite sex, <laughs> but you know um, don't play like I'm just a bulldog running people away. Earth. I'm just playing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you know, if I see people that I've I've known, I'll speak. You know, I ask how they're doing and things like that. I'm not rude, um, but I don't I don't talk to people. You know, hardly anybody actually um, outside of. You know, my my few my cousins and my brothers, my siblings. So, but yeah, uh, you know. So wait, if you see somebody from high school, you wouldn't speak to them. I would definitely speak to them. I would say hi, but I wouldn't just be buddy buddy. Okay, that makes sense. All right, well, I felt like this was a good episode. Um, actually, before we wrap this up. Um, I want to start doing something that's uh, called Fact of the Day. Um, I want to leave y'all with a little fact. Did you get yours? No? Okay. So, um, with this, um, I'm going to try to do this every episode uh, where I'm leaving uh, some sort of fact. Um, So, of course, with Black History Month coming up, you know, Martin Luther King Day just passed, so We'll go to the motherland, um, you know, and the first, very first fact that I'm going to pull up that Africa is larger than China, the U.S., India, Mexico, and a big part of Europe combined. So again, that's China, the U.S., India, Mexico, and a big chunk of Europe combined. That is my fact for the day. And what do you have? My fact for the day is Black History Month started as Negro History Week in 1926. Um, It became a month-long celebration in 1976. And the month of February was chosen to coincide with the birthdays of Frederick Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln. But, you know, we acknowledge Frederick Douglass for sure. For sure. And uh, I was actually talking to uh, my father-in-law over the weekend, and um, he hit me to this place called Negroland, which I am going to start looking into for sure. Um, I encourage all of you to look into it as well uh, from the things that he was telling me. Um, It's very interesting. Um, It's definitely something that uh, piqued my interest, and I I'm definitely going to be looking into it, and uh, we'll definitely start diving into that um, uh, coming real soon. So, um, yeah, but those were the facts of the day. Um, Again, Martin Luther King Day uh, was yesterday, Monday. So, um, well, no, that's not yesterday. It was on Monday, yeah. So, um, happy Martin Luther King Day. Uh, honestly, I don't really like to say happy. Um, and also, Martin Luther King was killed. 
you he didn't die he was killed but Martin Luther King Day we definitely celebrate his legacy um, without him there's a, a lot that we wouldn't be able to do um, as as black folks um, as African Americans so uh, we pay homage uh, we celebrate his life um, and his legacy so um, that is all for today folks thank you for tuning in uh, hopefully you got something out of today's episode um, catch us every Wednesday um, here on Anchor FM, um, anchor.fm. Um, I'll catch you guys next Wednesday. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And Layman's Terms on Facebook, Layman's Terms 1 on Twitter. Thanks. I'll catch y'all next week. This was an all-new episode of Layman's Terms. Catch us every Wednesday on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.